Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. his readings, 
when he described what he was experiencing, he would lay down on uh, a couch, he would loosen his shoelaces, un un unbutton his collar, things like this. And he always had uh, with him this very wonderful stenographer whose name was uh, Gladys Davis, and she stayed throughout his life, and uh, she wrote down every single word he uttered. In fact, he's got one of the biggest libraries over in, uh, in Virginia Beach there at the, uh, the foundation, the, uh, the Education Foundation in Virginia. I forgot the real name for it, but uh, A-R-E, there we go. But he's, they have 14,000, uh, over 14,300 uh, readings that he's done in 43 years. But the key that I was getting at is that he oh. got the information while he was in a sleep state, and it was an induced hypnotic state. What had happened is, in the course of his year, when he, when he was about 29 years old, he had a very bad case of laryngitis, and he couldn't speak, and he used to do readings before that, and uh, it was very troublesome for him. And he went to uh, what we would call nowadays a nutritionist, uh, but that's what they had then, and uh, this gentleman said to him, Dr. Hall, I think his name was, if I can remember, uh, at any rate, this nutritionist or this doctor at the, at the time, uh, Dr. Al Lane, that was his name, uh, he told him, try some self-induced hypnosis. He said he already knew he was different than other people through his childhood and things like that because people told him that. And he, right. he just, yeah. So his very first real healing happened when this uh, doctor said, try some self-induced uh, hypnosis. And this idea of hypnosis was that he was to bring himself deep inside himself and kind of kind of fall asleep. And what had happened was all of a sudden words came out of his mouth. And he wasn't able to speak for over a year. His vocal cords were paralyzed. So he took up photography as a side uh, job, let's say, because he wasn't doing the readings. And they were all by volunteer money, by the way. He never really took money for reading. So at any rate, the very first time he had this experience, he went down and out. He was totally out, and his voice came back, and he was telling the people in the room what the problem with his throat was, or the severe laryngitis, but it was some sort of disease, and how to cure it. And from then on, every time he laid down or he closed his eyes or he went into a trance, he doesn't know what he says. He has no memory of it. But the key that really got me is, where does he go? Where is he getting this information? Because once he wakes yeah. up from self-induced yeah. state, whether the information is correct or incorrect, most of the time it's correct. But uh, where do you go? Where does, he, where does he go into his subconscious and this and that? So a lot of these uh, questions come up when the people talk about past life experiences and how, how do you know? You know, So it's like reverse engineering. Reverse engineer a car, you reverse engineer a past life, something like that. But at any rate, it turns out that these questions were asked to him. He never remembered what he said. And then uh, asking him in this state, when he was in this state, said he would say that he goes to the Hall of Records or the Akashic Records. Both of these are known to be uh, uh, an area or a storage of arena, probably DNA of every uh, life form. That's my, my thought, I'm saying. But right. he he said, uh, he never said he spoke to a, um, a spirit or an entity from another world. It was all self-hypnosis. And then when he went down, he again was guided 
to uh, the Akashic Records. The only thing he would ask would be the person's name and where they lived. And that was basically mostly for the healing. Uh, what That's what he, he didn't call them healing. He, what did he call them? He had another word for it. Oh, he called them just health readings. Nowadays we basically use healing and we think of health as insurance or something. You know, <laughs> It's done in a whole different level. But the idea of where do you go in this state of consciousness and the fact that he really couldn't remember anything, it's pretty obvious that his, his system was set up in such a way that when he went into these deeper states of sleep or the subtler bodies of himself, he would perhaps leave his body, not consciously even being aware of it, following that energy force that, that brings him this, going to these records, saying what has to be said, and he just needed the name of the person, where the person lived. And also, he, he got the, that's how he got the title, The Sleeping Prophet, is because the readings used to come when he put himself into a self-hypnosis Digression, well, you would say, or into a lower vibration. And I that's how we got his back, and that's how he started doing the readings over again. He had stopped for a while because a lot of questions would come through and a lot of greed came through, and he's not knowing what he's saying because he's really out, and yeah. whatever information uh, people needed, he would give it to them if they would ask for the, you know, uh, gambling, uh, who's going to win this and that, or or the stock market, in fact, it's even recorded that someone had asked him about the stock market in the 20s over there, and he says, get your money out of the stocks, and all these are recorded. And uh, right. it's The idea of that I think you can, or I know that you can, I know I'm talking about Edgar Casey himself, but what and the way that he went under in that subconscious has to do with the sleep state you have when you're awake as well. So now individuals may get answers in their dreams. What Edgar Casey was doing was not dreams, or he wasn't like wandering off somewhere out there in the universe. He couldn't even remember what it was. That's why he had the stenographer all the time. But the idea that there is one universal place that everybody's thoughts, everything is all DNA and connected into the community mind or the world mind or things of that nature. Although he was called the prophet, he wasn't limited to uh, the aspect of visions for like Atlantis and things of that nature. The idea mm. of sleeping now, uh, the whole idea of uh, dreaming uh, is not, again, what uh, Edgar Casey did. He, do, he did self-hypnosis to bring himself down, but then he was so trained, as soon as he laid down, his eyes would start fluttering, he was gone, and a voice would come out, which would be his voice, but... The information, if it was medical, it came out in a medical terminology. And, uh, again, uh, very... He was, he, was, he, was, he was a medium, obviously, and, and he was channeling something. I found that, I found, now, I, I don't know if this is, happens to you, but um, I found whenever I, whenever I've, and I've done this for so many years, that I, I know exactly when I'm, when, when there's a, you know, something there, and, I, and it's like, when I, whenever I, I communicate, or whenever I, I, uh, I uh, communicate with a with a with a certain entity or, or spirit uh, that that I see or hear, um, it, it, I, I immediately have to go up into another. I have I become you know I have I have to leave whatever I'm doing uh, consciously and try to and and, and I it's kind of like my 
my mind just uh, accelerates to some different height. The higher you know, vibration. So as yeah, the higher level or a different yeah. vibration. Yeah, exactly. And then and that higher vibration, suddenly I'm in direct communication with whoever that is that it wants to be on, who wants to communicate with me. And I feel that sense. But but right after the communication has ended, whatever it is, I, and I've always been able to write down my stuff. I always wrote down everything. It just kind of like, you know, sweeps through you automatically and you just hand write it down. Uh, as, they, as it comes, so you, you can validate that you did this, uh, you know, or what what it was. But I found that after that, I would be I would be in, uh, almost exhausted. Suddenly, I mean, mentally exhausted. I would just as I as I was finished. Suddenly, they it was like you suddenly come down and down and down. You know, back to back to um, that, that, that the third dimension. You know, back to you know where you were, and. Um, but there's always that. Um, you, you almost, you could almost. Sometimes I have. I've absolutely fallen, fallen asleep after uh, communication like that because it just becomes, you know, exhaustive. You're exhausted at that level of um, uh, vibration, I guess. But I, but I always wondered how do you, do you? Does that happen to you? I mean, do you do you feel? I mean, after a reading, do you get uh, do you get tired? I've had better? both. Had great exhilaration because yeah. of the outcome, or I'm in awe when I do the readings myself because right, I don't right. know what's going on. And uh, I, I'm always in awe of it, uh, of how spirit speaks or how what's going to show itself next to me. But do I get tired and exhausted? Sure, I do. Sure, I do. Yeah, I wondered, I, yeah. I feel that. Like just... the day. But even yeah. in the story of Edgar Casey here, he literally, when... Um, when he got that uh, that laryngitis, and then huh. he came back and he was helping everybody, he became right. he became so exhausted. For people oh, asking, yeah. people were asking. He had to, he had to have his his wife take the questions to clear any questions about uh, uh, any kind of profit that someone could make through the stocks or oh, or yeah. oil wells. And he would give these people these answers, but he started to get ill and exhausted. That's when. You know, there was, uh, he decided to actually not do the work anymore until, uh, it may have been him or his father, there was a great fire, some explosion in the face, and one of them, and may have been even him, who couldn't see, or one of the grandchildren couldn't see, and he came back into the work, and then he realized he was still very useful, because uh-huh. you know, as he started to deteriorate and get Exhausted. I'm talking about a man not doing thousands of readings. We're talking about fourteen thousand readings, and that's Uh-oh. just the medical ones. It was a read for forty-three years to help humanity, and it was not a rich by any means. You know, everything was done by donations and aspects like that. But when right. you say get tired, when you when you um, reach a certain level, yes, you, you need to prepare for all types of work that to do. It's like you know, that's if you're true. gonna run the marathon and you never did anything like that before, you're not going to get past a smile because you always have to, that's exactly right. It's like when you do this, you, you, you are, you, you're prepared for it. You know, you, you know, okay, I'm going to be running a marathon today. I'm going to run a mile. I'm going to run five miles, but whatever it is, I'm going to connect. And that, and you, you expect that. And that's fine. But it's just the, when you, when you talked about the self hypnosis, that's kind of, Pretty much what happens, it seems like that. But you know, you, you know, you feel it coming on, 
and you you, you feel that uh, like you just opened the doorway or some sort, and and uh, you know, um, very meditative. Know. You know, exactly. You, you, and even if you, even if I'm doing something else, and I feel, I said I feel that sudden um, energy uh, there, and and waiting to say something. It could be, uh, it could be. Uh, who knows? I mean, there's, there's people that I, you know, people that are, are trying to contact you, or 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 even your your inner self, like your inner self pleading with you to wake up and you know. Yeah, wake up. up. The library of the mind. Come on, take a dip into the subconscious. Exactly. You know, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, in 1932, Edgar Casey even said that for, he was doing a future reading, and he was talking between the years 1998 and 2015. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because in that particular... That's where we are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And okay. in that particular reading, he, he said that uh, uh, during this time, our society would be transformed was the word he used. He said because it's the new fifth root race. And what is coming in the future are the super children, the advanced star children. Not even talking about genetically modified children from aliens or anything like that. He didn't talk about aliens, but he did say that the children coming in through these times will transform society. Now, he didn't say if he's going to transform it from good to bad or anything else, but the interesting thing is that China, I don't have a year or a date on this, which I apologize for. I tried to do some extra research on it, but I couldn't find, it was happened a long time ago, but what China did is they set out to find the super psychic children, and they wanted really to use them uh, for the advancement of humanity and things like that. And, uh, and at, at this time, they called them EHF, and it meant extra human functions. And they, they, out of the children that they did, which I don't know how many they did do, but they came up with over 100,000 children that they started to call um, uh, star children. Now, this was from China. So when we get the word star children, superhuman children is what Casey said. So I looked right. a little further into it because this is the exact time that those vibrations, these kids are coming in with, like a new model, like a car that can park itself and talk to you and you can watch movies and we won't even need our hands soon to drive, you know? Hey, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You know, George used to call uh, George called them the indigo children. Okay. That's right, and there's there's also crystal children. There's several, and and just like on any uh, in any uh, industry oh. of of balance, you're going to have some some aspects of your yin yang with some children that come in that uh, individuals have said or or or, or uh, describe them as uh, black eyed children. You know, they're from the negative side of. Uh, they're like low uh, like robotons, you know, like robots that look like kids, but they're really alien. I mean, that's a thesis that's out there. But at any rate, yeah. um, this one uh, commentator. Oh wait, this is from 1998. Was it 1998? Yeah, now? this this is what Casey said. From it was a yeah. reading, and he did this in 1932. This reading came out. All right, so wow. from 1998 to 2015. Our, our society would be transformed by this new fifth root race, and right. there would be advanced super children, is what he oh. said. And China did this whole study, and they came up with a name calling them extra human functioning children. And they actually did a search, and, and one of those searches, there was a girl, a young girl, she was maybe five, six years old, 
with a palm open in her hand, she 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 put a hand across a, a bush that was had buds on it but had not yet blossomed. And when she put her hand across the whole uh, shrub or bush or whatever, all the flowers by themselves blossomed. And this was witnessed by many, many people. This was one of the studies in China. And they had, oh. I don't know what happened to these children. That's what I wanted to see, where they would be now or what's going on. But well, uh, when, are they, when, when were they, uh, when did this study begin in China? I, that's what I don't have, but it, it it came up in the reading from Edgar Casey uh, that he gave in 1932. So he gave this reading in 1932. He was talking about the future in 1998, and he mentioned in this process about the superhuman children that China, uh, you know, and then in China they will collect or something like these these extra human. Uh, well, they did this. They did this in in Russia, and they did this in this country as well. They were they were there because when they started to. Uh, when Russia had the advanced psychic division there, where they, uh, you know, had every, all kinds of clairvoyance and remote viewing and so on, and they were, they were doing this for years and years, and starting in the '60s, I believe '50s and '60s. But um, we started it in this country, and then, but and I'm sure China did. But you know, to, to um, you know, I I never heard of that, but uh, I I can believe I can believe that we're in a different um, that is so everybody since 1998 let's just say 98 till now it's 2008 they would be anybody born in 98 would be what uh, 14 now. Well, I'm not good at math. You could do that. <laughs> they'd, be about, they'd be about 16 years old. So anybody in 1998. Born in, yeah, they'd be the kids would be 16 years old now. So that he talked yeah, about that, but he he gave the reading in 1932. Yeah, they would be young children. Yes, but I don't know what I don't have enough research to lock that in because they didn't say how old these children were. It didn't say you know they were. They all started. They're all they're anywhere from a year old to if it's 98 to now or to next year, they're anywhere from a year old to uh, 16 or 17 years old. Right. So that would be but, that, that's that's right in high school and all of your all of your school. All your schools right now, all your elementary and secondary schools, are are children of the of that period. And you, know, you will some of them will develop it, some of them won't. But most being, most of them will be uh, recognized as either different. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah. getting to I don't want to get too far away from dreams or sleep or things of that nature. Sure. But he yeah, did. Let's do that. Yeah, let's go. Let's I'm, go into. Yeah, because during this time is when uh, all of these, uh, uh, it seems that the prophets of the past and the prophets from Nostradamus to the ones of the past and, and Edgar Casey all seem to talk in the Mayans around the, the fifth root race, around this time of, uh, of uh, turmoil and uh, civil unrest and all of these things that many people now... Uh, it's, it's, it's noted that sleep is necessary to build the subtle bodies, the astral bodies, to feed and nurture yourself when you are at rest. Now, a lot of people can't sleep nowadays because of what's going on and medications and all these different things. That, and sometimes when they have these dreams, uh, it interrupts their sleep or they don't really get the full sleep they need. So in the aspect of 
your collective consciousness, when you go through the day and you have this peripheral vision, like you're walking down the street, but you're really looking at that cute little dog on the end of the leash up the block, and you're, and you're watching this little dog on this walk. But meanwhile, your subconscious and including your conscious mind is collecting all the information of the walk, the trees you walk past, the stop sign, the neighbor that smiled, the color of the car. And these are things that you're not normally going to want to hold on to because at the moment they have no value to you. You're looking right. at something else. But very subconsciously and very subtly, these other things get drawn into your body. Now, sleep time comes, all right? You're laying down, you want to rest, you want to go to sleep, and you can fall into a sleep. And then underneath in the subconscious when you're not aware, or even if you are aware, but most people aren't, when you're not aware, what happens is, what do you do with all this cosmic litter? What do you do with all this other stuff that you really weren't focused on? And sometimes that, that interrupts with all these different dreams. Now, the idea here is prior to going to sleep at night and your collective consciousness of, it could be the days, it could be moments, it could be lifetimes, you know, what's in that subconscious, we really don't know. But it's a great time to, to clean house to re-engineer your subconscious, to basically direct the inner structure of whom and what it is that you want to know so that it can be beneficial for the next day, the day after, the day after that. What Edgar Casey used to do was take all his notebooks or whatever knowledge he needed, especially through school, and he used to put the book underneath his pillow. He used to sleep with the books and not even have to study, and the information used to just come right into his head. Well, the same thing, oh, happens, wow. to, to, the same thing happens to us, but we don't know that we're collecting the information. He's aware of it. He's seeking that. So now when we're going into these states of sleep and dream, what we want to do is welcome the... Uh, the subconscious into areas where you could say, what's going to be, give me the most beneficial uh, thought for the day. I mean, I'm saying it very genetically because I don't know uh, generically. I don't know how to say it, but you would go into the subconscious and design what it is that you're seeking. You might want to even say something, my increasing mental facilities are for serving humanity better or things of this nature or even attempt. Like I said, who knew where he really went, you know, the Hall of Records, this or that. But he was down, he was out. But the same thing happens to us in the sleep. So if you're having uncomfortable dreams, uh, sometimes people say, you know, write down your dreams. And I remember I did that for years when I was way younger, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and you never really get good sleep doing that. You can wake up after each dream. And you can shorten that by saying, I will remember my dreams. Or in my dreams, I would like the answer to, you know. Or, or in my subconscious, I'm, I'm ready to add information to. I'm ready to, to uh, re-engineer is the word I keep saying. But I'm ready to discover my subconscious. And in cases, uh, Leo, where uh, individuals crossed my path that had... Uh, uh, I had know, experience I, I of alien. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is it. But we're, we, um, I look forward to going to bed. I look forward to going to sleep. Okay, it's very easy for me to to go to go to sleep, and uh, at night. And I, um, and I, and I, and I'm, I'm rather anxious for it because I know that as soon as I go to sleep, I, I, I am in. I'm not here anymore. You know, it's like I, I'm looking forward to the, to, to the, to the nightly trip wherever it takes me and 
but I can I, I've I've never well there's been a number of times in my life that I have worked nights or something like that but uh, when I, I, I look forward I literally do look forward to to sleep because it's a restful period most of the time and it uh, and and it it recharges my batteries but it it I feel like um, especially in the last I, I, like I just I'm somewhere else, you know. I'm, I'm somewhere else, and it's, uh, and and, um, and that's and that's always nice. But um, anyway, go on. I'm sorry. I, oh, you know, what I wanted to mention. I do have a caller. I think it's uh, Rod from Texas. I, would you like to uh, uh, say a few words to him? Or sure, put Remember him on. Rod? What's yes. That? Yeah. Hang on one second. He's been on for a little while. Hang on. Hey, Rod, are you with us? Hello, well, I'm with you. I was just calling to listen in on the program because Google doesn't let me listen to it on the computer tonight. Oh, really? Ah, they can be. <laughs> they don't let me listen to the live show. I can go into the archives, but oh, they won't okay. let me listen to the live show all the time. That's that's unusual. That I'm finding that to be a to be a problem with uh, with live listeners. They're having problems trying to uh, them so they. They do call, or they or they listen to the archive show, but um, I, I don't know why that's uh, why it's a problem like that. Um, you know, I don't know if you can go if you go on my website, and um, you can you know you can try it from there. Uh, you, you don't have to go to Blog Talk. There's a there's a speaker section uh, right on my on the top corner of uh, right corner hand corner of my website, lastillshow.org. And you'll see it, and that and that will play it instead of, um, you know, it'll it, it plays the audio without without the visual thing, you know, without the net, uh, and it uh, it'll it'll play the live show. Uh, you might you might be able to get it there if you if you went to uh, Inter- Internet Explorer or Google, you know, any, any of them, uh, Yahoo, any any search engine will will bring that up. But it's, um, nice, it's nice to hear that you're calling to listen in again. Yeah. How are you feeling tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm glad that I called in. I've been a, a follower of Edgar Casey since I was a child. My grandfather was very much aware of him and turned me on to him. And I'm 70 years old, so I've been watching him for a good long time. Is there any one particular experience that you heard of that the Edgar Casey did that turns you on to it more than another? Like mine was the fact, like where did he go when he got when he went under? You know, that was really what pulled me into it more. And again, I was I was a young girl too. I was only in seventh grade at the time. They called it junior high school. No more middle schools then. So was there one particular experience about Casey that? Uh, or just all of it, I guess. I know you said Grant, your grandfather, but uh, can you share a story with us? My grandfather was uh, was a hands-on healer at one time in his life, and a student of of occult learning, and he passed on a lot of stuff. Edgar Casey was one that he spoke of often, and the Masters of the Far East was the others that he was particularly impressed with and wanted us to know about. 
That's the one that, uh, Leo, I, I suggested that people buy the five set, The Masters of the Far, uh, Far East by Bard Spaulding. Yes, I think my grandfather had the opportunity to meet him. How wonderful that. Doing his tours in Chicago. Wow. But, now, uh, um, Dad was a healer. Uh, as a child growing up and seeing your father as a healer, uh, you knew you had that lineage in you as well, and you needed to participate in it? Uh, no. As a matter of fact, uh, his healing activities, uh, he kind of kept to himself, except one time I had an experience where I guess I was about 10 or 11. I stepped on a block of wood that had a nail. Ouch taken through it and it came all the way through my sneaker and on the top of my foot and he gave me a treatment and the next day the puncture was gone wow beautiful news <laughs> I say beautiful because there's a lot of beauty in healing but uh, only those who experience it or hope to experience it could really appreciate what you just shared with us what what the mind, what the healing, what self-hypnosis, what uh, faith, or whatever it is that you want to call it, when it manifests and you have that experience, it's very hard to let go of. You don't want to let go of it, like like you appreciate sleep there, Leah. And I yeah, do. no, it's true. I had so a, the puncture wound was gone and it was healed. Yes, I, but I didn't think anything of it or even remember it for years until I had the opportunity to have a hearing from some people who were trained at the Edgar Casey Institute. Right, the ARE. Yes. And uh, where they go into a trance and uh, psychic surgeons, I guess they were called. And they, the guy who worked on me had a heavy German accent when he was in trance. But on the table where he worked on me, he would hold out his hands and ask for surgical instruments, and you could hear the instrument being slapped into his hand. Uh But you couldn't see an instrument. And... This was back in the, right around 1972, I guess. That's what we called psychic healings, you know, uh, the mind control aspect of it, too, from silver mind control. That's how they taught to help heal, too, is just close your eyes and put your hand up and allow the higher knowers, uh, the ancestors, to, to help guide us through what type of healing is needed. And Edgar Casey, in one case, told uh, told a surgeon uh, this one person broke their knee, and uh, the, the the surgeon had said, or the doctor, I guess at the time, uh, said this child or this person would never walk again. And Edgar Casey uh, went into the trance and whatnot and told the surgeon, in medical terms, he had to put a nail through the uh, the kneecap. Uh, of that individual, and it will hold it all together. And uh, sure enough, they followed that information from Edgar Casey while he was in his sleep state or hypnotic state or whatever you want to call it, 
and uh, the knee was healed. The person was able to walk again. And who would want to put a, a nail in, in, in anything at that day, in that time and day, without x-rays? He had the x-ray eyes. And I'm certain what, what you are experiencing, what you know, uh, that within your own knowing, uh, I must have chose Edgar Casey to speak this week because I'm honored that you called back and you'd like Edgar Casey, and uh, uh, that's probably maybe what I was talking about—a book, a book, a book, and maybe it was Grandpa over here or your father or your Grandpa saying, you know, talk about your Edgar Casey book. You know, it could have been as simple as that because we're speaking about him now, and uh, I'm just watching the energies unfold that way. What do you think of that, Leo? Not well, only that, the life and teachings of the, the, yeah, the I was thinking more so Far of, East. It was of his prophecy about uh, the um, uh, he, uh, about Egypt and uh, supposedly uh, the findings under the uh, paw of the Sphinx. There's a whole underground um, thing. He well, said record. It would, uh-huh. it would be discovered in 1999. Now, there was some, I remember some recollection, some announcement of something or other but uh, back in 19 in in 1999 uh or so that they found this 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 hall of records under the sphinx however they didn't uh the 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 uh library the librarian the uh keeper the uh the uh, the curator refused mm-hmm. to open it up to to go to open it up you know, they were you know because he said that it would violate all kinds of laws and everything else, but that uh, he wouldn't, uh, and, and that it may change the world, and he didn't want that to happen. So yeah, that was a wasi, and the reason he wouldn't open it up is because the information that would be found there would prove that the current Egyptians are not the builders of the pyramids, and he couldn't risk that. Oh, okay, that's what it was. All right. Okay. I, I think it was, it was Hancock wrote extensively about it when they kicked him out of Egypt. Oh, uh, okay, okay, because I knew that was about that time. That was in the 90s um, when when they when that happened, and uh, there was no more talk about it after that. But then, of course, uh, Egypt went into turmoil. Or this year, this is the last ten. You know, my uh, lost its I lost power now. Everything is changing over there, so you got to wonder if that information is going to eventually uh, come out, or if it's already been destroyed. You know. Well, the information is available through the blood knowledge of the Egyptian people. Right. Some of them, their ancestors, date back to that time. Well, so they have access to it in a dream state. Yeah. And also the, the Sumerians. Uh, Arab is though, Leo. You hear what he's saying? They got access to it in a dream state because they were knowers, and some of that information that was in there was uh, basically also Atlantean, so supposedly Atlantean, right. the knowledge of the universe, not just even our galaxy, but other galaxies as well. And uh, they said some of the survivors of the Atlantean, uh, well, you what know, they... You know what? You know what's fascinating is this. Uh, I meant to mention this uh, book, uh, this series of books that, uh, and this pyramid that they found, or not the pyramid, but the Sphinx they found in Romania, okay, which is over fifty thousand years old, and was and is similar to the to the Sphinx in, in Egypt, but underneath they found these three tunnels, but uh, they found this uh, these incredible archives, all right, 
that uh, holographic archives that uh, that date they date back fifty thousand years or more, uh, and uh, the beginning of Egypt, and it shows. Oh, it, it's tremendous! So what what this is really what these uh, these books have talked about, but I um, uh, I, I think that uh, possibly what's underneath the the Sphinx itself, the Egyptian Sphinx, is probably what is underneath the that um, was underneath the Romanian Sphinx. Okay, uh, because the tunnel led to Egypt. One tunnel led to uh, one major tunnel led to Egypt. One led to Iraq. And one to, led to uh, Tibet, okay, uh, through this tunnel in Romania. These huge tunnels, these vast tunnels that were um, uh, to those three three locations. And um, uh, probably when uh, the giants walked the earth at that time. Possibly, yeah. Well, the Anunnaki were twenty feet tall or more, you know. Um, you know, so it could have been them. It was definitely aliens, an alien race that created that. So it was uh, a Nephilim. The sons and daughters of aliens mating with humans. Yeah. The gods mating with humans. Right, right. And the film or the Anunnaki or, you know, whatever they were. But that but they left this record that they found and is uh, known now, I mean it's uh um that uh, that exists and uh it's being scrutinized now by the United States government and the Romanian government and um uh, some fascinating, fascinating uh, things going on, but uh, we're we're at that. Uh, I think we're at that stage now, uh, uh, where all these discoveries are supposed to happen. All this stuff is supposed to be. It's been prophesized for 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 millennia that you know these are the times when everything. In fact, you know the apocalypse is called what the apocalypse is. is the, it's it's called it's it's Greek for. Uh, um, uh, the unfolding, the uh, the un, you know the unwrapping, the unfolding. Means that means. Which, that That's which that. is that which is hidden. So when you're saying unfolding, yeah. uh, it means that which was hidden. Like when when someone uses exactly. the word. No, it's, oh yeah, it's true. It's the, that's what these times are, and right. um, they're, they're phenomenal. And I, I just, I mean, I, I'm excited every day when I read more stuff, or even when, when I talk to you, or or you know, and I and I and I. Uh, see more and more and more information coming out that is is um, available. Validated. It's yeah, actually you know. validates, uh, validates a lot. And this uh, uh, this idea of uh, like we built the Sphinx and we built the and I'm sure maybe humans uh, helped the aliens or the greater beings right. or the right yeah the other prophets in life and that, things of that nature. Uh, yeah. If you take the idea of the monument of the Sphinx that was buried uh, all the way up to its neck in sand, and then there was that that story that wasn't true that some pharaoh sat in front of it and said, "Undig me," but it, that wasn't really a, a true story. That was a falsehood. But at any rate, uh, what I'm getting at is that the symbology of the Sphinx is not only found on our planet or monuments that they're actually found all over our continent, our planet, but even on outer planets. Just the idea of uh, uh, the very first image that uh, Tesla got back with his radio waves uh, pointing toward Mars was the image of the face, the, wor- the world-known <laughs> face on Mars a photograph. And oh. he got this radio wave. This was Tesla saying that 
uh, people from other worlds or beings from other worlds were contacting him and telling him how to show this, uh, uh, what was it, direct current that he created? Uh, it was, yeah, one or the other was direct or alternate. But he actually took the philosophy and showed the science of it. That's besides the, the ancient Greek ones that... Uh, that were Egyptians that were in Alexander at the time and all that work. We could talk about that another time because it's, it's just... Well, I think his, whole, his whole thing was organ energy, I believe, which, which was, you know, tremendous. But, um, you know, we're... Uh, um, that got kind of snuffed out um, when they found out they couldn't make any money at it. Um, huh. Yeah, yeah, that's why... I guess J.P. Morgan uh, was told that he uh, bought out... The patent or something from Tesla, and, yeah. uh, and, and there was, it was, yeah, it was all of them at the same time. Marconi. It yeah. was a collective consciousness of super minds and super beings all at the same time drinking from that collective consciousness called electricity, and it was right. really a amongst themselves. What one doesn't even know what the other one was doing until they wanted to make money from it, you know. But right. the thing was. There was Marconi, there was Tesla, there was uh, Edison, there was Westinghouse, uh, there was J.P. Morgan, and uh, several others, but, but I don't recall them. J.P. Morgan was uh, was financing all these guys until uh, he saw what Tesla had, and Tesla uh, was able to create a, 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 a energy basically out of nothing. I mean, it would have been free energy for the world. Uh, right. And but nobody's going to make money that way. <laughs> but the guy, yeah, but he's, with these panels, nobody could make any money. But so, and J.P. Morgan wanted, uh, you know, his whole thing was oil and gas and, uh, you know, financing, uh, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Henry Ford and, you know, all the other guys, General Motors and all the other car makers um, and the oil companies uh, all together got together, and that's what we have the mess today we have. But... Uh, I wanted to get they, back to the Sphinx for a moment because yeah, I, I exactly. what point what 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 our friend was saying is that uh, you know the new work that you saw and whatnot they're going to find more monuments like Sphinx spaces and things like that under the earth under right. the sea under the water in Central America all over the planet and aside from our planet uh, the uh, monuments and uh, Leftovers, let's say, from other civilizations that that when that particular planet was alive, or maybe they're they're you know subterranean. They may live uh, deep inside the planet instead of on the outside. But at any rate, I don't think it's the only Sphinx. I think it's the largest one, and I don't really know if the Egyptians actually built uh, the Sphinx or or uh, participated in something. It's as if there was something that they marveled at and they had to build it. They had to face it a certain way. And uh, you're going to see these different monuments start cropping up because we, you were saying, they said in 1998, we're going to see new land masses. These changes are going to happen. Well, I think they are changing, but it's subtle. I was thinking about what Billy had told us about the waters overlapping. It's subtle in a way that, you know, scuba divers are now finding, you know, great artifacts, giant heads, and all of these things. When they yeah. talked about lands would show themselves, maybe in our minds show themselves would be, okay, look, we see it, it's up out of the water. But showing itself could be some deep-sea diver going down and finding it as well. So oh, yeah. I think these mysteries 
Well, the technology is there now that we can just do anything and go anywhere, and that's and and instantaneously put it out so millions and millions of people can see it. They throw it up on a on a, on a website or throw it on Facebook or something, you know, a social network. Uh, I mean, look at all the stuff that's going viral today. I mean, uh, you know, people are you know kissing their dog, and it suddenly gets a you know a million people see it on on YouTube or something. And it's like. But uh, the the information is so available, you know, uh, everywhere. It's uh, like never, ever, ever before. And, and you uh, have to be careful what information uh, or what sign uh, you can actually yeah. literally trust in, in, in this day and age. Yeah, you have to become a, 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 a not only a funnel. Be aware but, of what you're seeking. But, yeah, you got to be a, 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 a colander, you know, for all this stuff, you know, to sift it through. Because uh, there's just so much out there and so much inundated uh, with it. Because I do the radio shows and I do the, the and, and keep my my uh, blog postings and website up and articles and whatnot. I, I there's so much information that I have to diffuse from you know every day that uh, and read and and and, uh, and 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 evaluate that I that I I I, I just get overwhelmed you know. And uh, sometimes overwhelmed by it all, and just become um, say, okay, there's so much. How could anybody, a hundred years, hundred years ago, hell, even even twenty years ago, I can remember before the internet. You know what I mean? Uh, I remember doing everything without the internet. You know what I mean? I know. And uh, uh, I mean, God Almighty, uh, you know, every, if you wanted to read and read anything, you had to get. Uh, three or four different papers. You had to get uh, newspapers. You had to go to a library. You know, maybe watch television. But it's like right. to get any real news or any information on any subject. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. It took a lot of work and effort. Now you just uh, you know go to Google and put up uh, whatever it is you want to you want to talk about. You know, and uh, you can get all any kind of information available. It's just it's just overwhelming, Maria. It just overwhelms me uh, that I, that I can have access to that to that kind of information, and yet uh, the responsibility is there to try to, to to filter it out so that you you know you. It, you, you can imagine you how our ancestors felt with knowing, uh, uh, truly knowing the secrets of what they understood truth to be, or the right, or right. the. Uh, the, the things, the gods in their minds that fell out of the sky to guide and direct them, right. things of nature. So but they, but, but see, all that internet just, stuff, without all of that addiction to electronic uh, discoveries, without all of that, these yeah. individuals lived and worshipped and cherished, and they had the universe to look at and study and things like that. They didn't have any kind of little electronic device sitting in their hands except for the aliens that knew how to use the tools when they came in with these electronic tools, let's say. And I think back in the way of the day when prior to telecommunications of any sort, um, uh, they, they, there was a lot of telepathy you know, uh-huh. there was a lot of there was a lot of telepathy. I think people were connected in in in, in ways that um, they were because that was the only way they could connect. You know what I mean? Um, people were maybe, using their own Wi-Fi. <laughs> that's right. That was uh, real fi instead of Wi-Fi, I guess. But but um, right. you know, I I don't know. I I remember those back. I remember 
for years and years and years. I mean, we're, the um, you, you know, as a kid, for some reason, you didn't think, you know, you, 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 you felt confident that, you know, you didn't have to call mom every five minutes on a cell phone or your mother didn't have to call you every five minutes. You know, you just went out and you did your thing and you were gone for whatever the rest of the day is and you came home and said, how was your day? You know, right. now everybody's on these phones and 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 doing all these things. They have to be connected every second of the day to something. You think of the miracle that you could have a particular thought, one thought, and that you could yeah. share the world in an instant. I mean, think about that. They people say, "How is oneness? What is all yeah, that?" Yeah, it knocks me out. It, it knocks me out. Totally knocks me out. You know, to 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 think that when I, like every day when I put something new on my site. Yeah, maybe three, four, five, six hundred, sometimes as many as a thousand people on one day will read that, will read or see that picture or read that article or watch that video or listen to the show, you know. And it's like, it's it's like, well, you know, okay, that it, it was, that it's amazing. It's just amazing that, you know, we have access to that many people. You know, to, you know back in the old days, well, what did you have? I mean, how could you, how did you act before telephone or anything? Uh, how did they communicate? You know they didn't. They had to, it was very difficult. So they had to send a messenger somewhere with a you know, I, verbal. Message, you know, it was I'm, like, oh yeah. Um, I just got vision of like the, the like the prairie woman ringing the, the the big bell outside that it's time to come home for dinner. You know, or the yeah, school yeah, bell yeah, yeah. Right, ringing right, the right. bell. It was still sound. It was still brought things together. You know, we can have sound that we can hear. We can have sound that we can hear, and clear audience, and all of those things. And now we have the visuals to go behind it. I mean, especially with these these new phones and things. But uh, oh, that's right. did it. They did it with loud sounds. They had to wake people up. And I believe that the DNA structures and the, the let's say the superhuman beings that uh, awoke or let's say uh, modified perhaps the DNA structures that uh, humanity carries to bring it and enhance uh, the new journey or the new fit let's say, uh, fifth world or fifth cycle of our planet, you know, coming out of the fourth, going into the fifth root race. It's like the fifth day. Right. <laughs> so, right. But these numbers, these times, uh, that's where we're at, Leo. Uh, and if you go over a lot of these prophets and ancient uh, knowers, these geniuses of the past, and in fact even the geniuses of now, uh, like uh, the idea of... Uh, of this trans-dimensional travel, uh, trans-dimensional design or gateway, uh, any label you want to put on it, that transformed society, that same word came up in Casey's reading, that word trans. So everything's going to be passing through something else. That's what trans means, you know, even self you know, but this uh, transforming society, trans-dimensional travel... He traveled out of his body. He took what he knew as, as healing aspects and transformed a society while he was in his generation. He was the collective consciousness for his generation at his time. Same thing with Nostradamus. It was basically more, even that he went into the hundreds, uh, uh, I mean, what was he, 1500s, right? There was uh, Nostradamus. Edgar Cayce is more, uh, you know, 1930s, 1929, you know, things of that nature right. where he started to and, record everything. Yeah, even into the 60s, didn't he? He lived into the 60s, didn't he? I don't know when he passed away. I think it was I'm in not, the 60s, yeah. 
but um, yeah, I think 63 or 60-something. I mean, he had, he had a, a hospital in uh, Virginia Beach, or Virginia, no, wait, maybe it was, hot, it might have been the town that he lived in, that he grew up in, but he had moved yeah. at one, and no, it was Virginia, I think, but he built it, and then the crash happened, <laughs> the, the, uh, and you would think, oh, here's the, the, the psychic, see, I understand this, and here he built this hospital for healing, uh, to get all the, the readings to heal these people and all that. But the hospital failed because there was no economic finances at the time. But then right. later on, what happens now, we have the ARE, we have the whole institute right there with all of his 14,000-plus readings and directions from uh, from the Hall of Records back to the Sphinx again. And God knows, it, it, it's like finding the uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls. You know, oh, and yeah. find work from the the Gnostics and uh, all these great beings that had great knowledge hid so many things. Why are why are so many things being hidden? So this is the generations now. I think when they say the end times and the new times, well, I, I don't think I anything's going to be able to be hidden anymore. I think that's really well, what it. No, the no more hiding. They, of, yeah, the reason they hid stuff like that, that anything of, of any truth. It was because the Catholics were out there chopping people heads heads off and roasting them in, on the fires, and uh, you know for heresy, and um, you know other other crazy bastards. Are, you know religions were out there, you know chopping people's heads off and whatnot. So it's like, you know, you, you, what you got is you had a religion. All religions were based on fear, uh, you know, and so in, in compliance and obedience to 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 the uh, not so much to God, but to, but to the Pope, you know, or to whoever the, uh, the king was or whatever. And uh, I hear so everything I, you're saying. I was thinking more, more, on, more on the I, level was, of... That, uh, that, was that, had no, that had nothing to do. That's why anything of any of any high intelligence uh, or higher dimensional... I don't think we're ready. We're, we're not ready to know the truth yet, aside from yeah, who had... I mean, why? Even even uh, Christianity, even early Christians, uh, hid all that information, and they, you know, and and recite, and the uh, and uh, supposedly the Gospels were all um, uh, memorized, you know, and spoken only verbally. Not, yeah. You know, they, didn't you know, they decided the Bible. But you got to go back to what's called the apocryphy uh, uh, texts, the texts yeah. that were. Written before what was decided was going to be in the Bible and on the Bible, so right. there are many truths you can find in in uh, in the world religions that speak of you know beings uh, or perhaps UFO uh, aliens or gods or things of that nature. But if you take just the uh, the study of the ancient works, this is the time period now where this root race or the new beings or the hybrids, whatever you want to call our advanced society is heading toward. So one of the ways to do this, uh, put into your subconscious that you take everything collectively, whatever it is that you have, and you want to use it to serve humanity better. And I think that's a very safe uh, thought, you know. You might want to ask, uh, you know, a, a question for personal gain. Uh, you, you may or may not get an answer for that. But my personal gain, uh, or if you want to even call it that, the gain is that uh, if you're, uh, you're enhancing humanity and, and whatever it is that you, you understand and you share that, that 
that gift or that knowing or the knowledge is the real liberation of all of it. And you become more familiar. You become you begin to control the aspects and the life that's around you. Control particular thoughts that might be detrimental to your your journey or the individuals around you. Well, you we can't have the can't have the government do that anymore. We have to be who we are and allow all of this to come up, you know. But a you little leftover hippie-ish stuff there. <laughs> but you mentioned this in one of the earlier shows we did, and on this topic, and that was, uh, you talked about uh, uh, karmic, uh, cosmic karma, all right? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Cosmic aspects, as, assets, I should say. Right. And, Where the bank account I, is. Good energy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that's what it's all about, Maria. I, I, I don't know, uh, but as I get older and get a little more, maybe wiser, um, and more involved with, uh, with 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 understanding uh, myself and others, um, that's kind of like what it amounts to. Is like, you know, everything you do on Earth is is either um, adding to or detracting from your your uh, cosmic bank account, if you will, and uh, everything that you, um, and all, all the all the things, all the good that you do in the world, all the any whatever it is, um, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, being a saint. All it means is just doing good to somebody or something and creating something that 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 might um, go beyond you or or explain you or to or or inspire somebody else. You know, that's your that's the best thing you can do in the world. Inspire the thing is, them. having the information and the knowledge about it, I mean, you can get, yeah. somebody could give you a, a new car, and it could be loaded with all the new uh, mechanisms it needs, and, and then you get in the car, and they hand you, like, 17, 18 keys, and they say, okay, one of these will make this thing work, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. yeah, different yeah. disciplines. Which one's going to make it work? Is it this thought? Is it that thought? So you can have all those things, Liam, but the idea is we need to know what key goes where to make this vehicle move. <laughs> so that, I think, is, is, is a great pleasure and an honor to be able to speak on radio like this about these particular situations, you know. Yeah, it's but, been great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. like, give me the right key or show me where the key goes. And, and now we have keyless cars, you know. You just push a button and it starts. <laughs> yeah, I thought really buttons is. were gone and all flat screens were in, you know. <laughs> you got to remember the security code, though. That's the problem. But um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's showtime is just about up here. It's uh, nine o'clock. But I wanted to uh, thank you again. And Rod, I see you're still with us. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. And, Jerry, uh, I'm glad I called in. I wanted to ask Maria since she's worked with so many of the prophets. If she's tried the Hopi. I I well. I, the Chikina dolls, I understand their uh, philosophy. I have studied uh, uh, some of their work. And if you ask me if I've tried, I don't know what you mean by try, but have I, have I uh, indulged in, in their wisdom and their knowledge and, and uh, their, their, their Hopi predictions? Yes, I have. Uh, do I have uh, an answer? Uh, the answer is the great truths that are happening will show themselves and it doesn't matter if it comes through the Hopi or if it comes through Edgar Casey or the lady in the supermarket talking next door to you. When and if and as we go through, let me say that, not if, as we go through this transition, all the great 
prophets, the great knowers, all that we need to enhance our journey on this planet at this time is the faith and the knowing of what you understand that truth to be. And then we could go into psychotronics and things like that, into the whole, uh, the areas of the, the first, let's say, Nicholas Tesla's uh, followers. But uh, the psychotronics is another whole arena we, we haven't even, that's taking all of this energy that we're speaking about, our atoms spinning faster and everything, and putting it right into radionics. Or, and, and it's not just to learn how to douse, by the way. <laughs> I was involved uh-huh. with these. Uh, for a long time, and and that radionics is uh, another whole issue with organ energy too, as well. I I, I did a study with um, uh, the Palmer Institute, and they had an orb with organ energy in it, and they wanted to see uh, they wanted to see me do some like Tesla type stuff. I was involved in a lot of unusual experiments because I so why myself. Don't we, why don't we Why don't we save that for next week's show? Because that that'd be fascinating. I, I, I'm just you know these things spark and ignite. Is, most of those were all designed, you know, to to raise consciousness, you know, uh, or to you know divine something through you through a higher higher uh, higher vibration, and that's what you do uh, so well. And um, I thank you for enlightening uh, our listeners here, uh, you know, this series, but. Um, we uh, get, maybe we could talk a little bit about that next week. Would that be possible? Sure. That sure. would be really that would be really interesting. I think uh, you know to, uh, to 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 move on with that thought. And uh, but anyway, um, we can. Uh, thank you again, Rob, for joining us too. Thank you again, Leo. Welcome. Oh. Thank you for being there. You're welcome. You too. At thank the you ditto. You, Leo. Okay. <laughs> good night, Rod. Have a have a good one, and good we'll talk night. to you next. Okay. And Maria, um, again next week, uh, it looks good. Um, yes, it Okay. Yeah, I, I blocked out all the Thursdays I could. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you we'll... so much for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks so much for being on, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, well, we'll talk to you this week. All right. Uh, thanks. And uh, I want to thank everybody for joining me, and uh, special thanks again to Maria Pixel-Jury. And... Um, Oh, by the way, did did you want them to uh, contact you by email if anybody has a, uh, an interest in uh, a psychic reading? I think the uh, my text number w- would be better. Yeah, your, your, yeah. I have your, to get that. I have it ready next week. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm actually putting in a new line just for for New York, a phone line oh. for reading. Oh, so, I see. Okay. Here in right. but uh, wait, I, I have a few different numbers I could use now, so we'll talk about that during the week. Okay. All right. I'm, well, I'm, I'm uh, ready to, but not on these phones yet, not on these numbers yet. Okay. I have a well, that, no, that's fine. Um, okay. But anyway, uh, thank you again so much, and uh, as always, uh, you know, you did a bang, bang, bang up job, and I uh, love, love talking to you all the time. And, uh, thank uh, you for the opportunity. Right. And we share. Everybody have a good night's sleep. (laughs) Take care, Leo. Good night, Rob. (laughs) And uh, that was Maria Fix-Algeri, and she will be with us next week. And in the meantime, join uh, Lila and I next Tuesday and Wednesday. And uh, good night, everyone.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.